Adams. Welcome, everybody. It's the TD Report. David Combs here from the studio in Gaithersburg. TK, what's going on, man? Rams Kennedy. Tony Rams Kennedy. You're going to make your middle name Rams now, huh? You changing it? <laughs> All right. Cody Bennett in the house. How y'all doing, everybody? On the ones and twos. Hey, man, just the aftermath of, of the week. Uh, the first thing we got to talk about, when we last did the show, we did the show from Maryland Live, and it was a great scene there. Thanks to the people at Maryland Live. There was a Wizards game going on just over our shoulder. And when we turned the show, when we left the air, the Wizards were up by 35 points, and it was halftime. I woke up to a text from Tony. Hey, Dave, they lost. I just clicked it, went back to sleep. By the time I woke up at six in the morning to get ready to take my son to school, Wizards Twitter had blown up. They're calling for everybody to be out of there. Wes Unsell, got to go. Tommy Shepard, got to go. Fire Ted Leonsis, he got to go too. That's a little extra too. At this point, the Wizards need to create a diversion just to get them jokers out the building. Tony, what happened? I blame COVID. Hey, you can't blame COVID on this one, dog. Hey man. hey, man, the Cooper's got a good team, but I think it's just that that's I, the coach said it was they were playing too many people in the rotation, which they probably were. And I mean, think about it. Get up in basketball by 35 points is like, bruh. You had to be in up in football by like twenty eight points That's easily. That's a lot of points, dude. And and, and yeah. what makes it worse? What makes it worse is the team leader Bradley Beal had a couple of times where he could have closed the door, missed a couple of layups. He's turned the ball over a lot. A lot of fingers are pointing at him. You, Mister Beal, is your team. You're getting the max deal. You're trying to get a super max. But now the fans are down on the Wizards. And first part of the season, the first 13 games, the Wizards won 10, and we're looking like, hey, maybe. But listen, Tony, that's why they play all them games. It, it, it proves who's a contender and who's a pretender, right? So I just wanted to start to show off with that to just show how quickly people would think, wow, the Wizards might have something going. But then after that loss, it just changes the whole complexion of how things look, right? So let me segue into this. We're going to talk some football here. Uh, there's still a ripple effect from the end of the Bills and Kansas City game. People are still talking about it, not just about the playoff rules. What they're talking about is how easily those offenses basically shredded each, shredded each other, particularly in the fourth quarter and then obviously in the overtime. It was so easy, okay? I, I think uh, Mahomes must have – I think Mahomes put up 170 yards of passing from the second – from the two-minute warning through overtime. That's, that's just unbelievable. And this wasn't a bum defense he was going against, right? Now, I'm not saying – and Cody made a good point. They're the number one defense that the Buffalo had, but they played a lot of weak teams, Right. I get eleven it. of the seventeen teams were were bad offenses. Were bad offenses. That's fine. Hey, by the way, including the WFT, didn't they? Didn't they bang out the WFT real quick? Okay, so section the bad offense. So yeah, I, I would say this: their coach, the defensive coordinator, is not a bum. Okay, he knows what he's doing. Could probably become a head coach and has been a head coach before. Right. Leslie Frazier, Frazier has been a coach in the NFL, well, albeit for a short time. I think he was with uh, Minnesota. I think he was a head coach there for a hot minute or something. He was a head coach for a while. Right. Not a schlub defense. And Kansas City just treated them like they were JV. Right. So the question comes now, Tony, who's that next brand of innovators on defense that's going to slow down these powered, high powered offenses? Who? How are you going to identify those guys? And then, then you factor this in with the coaching carousel going in the direction it's going. The Chicago Bears today uh, announced that they're going to hire uh, Green Bay. Is it Green Bay Sport? No. 
former uh, defensive coordinator, uh, is getting hired as the uh, Chicago uh, head coach. Nathaniel Hackett. Why? Oh, 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 you said as the uh, Chicago's head coach? I thought he was with yep. uh, the Colts. Hey, uh, yeah, the he Colts, Colts. TV. Yeah, He's a coach defensive coordinator. You've got Justin Fields, guys. Why are we getting defensive coach? Nathaniel Hackett. Can I explain something to you? Please. Guys, okay. Cody and Dave, you know how we always talk about more African-American coaches need to be coached. So listen to my theory. The general manager of the Chicago Bears came from Kansas City. Okay. okay. He came from Kansas City. By him not interviewing um, the enemy and by him not touching anything with the enemy, the enemy is the actual guy that you would want around them with their quarterback. It's a natural progression. The general manager is from Kansas City. He knows Kansas City. He helped hire the enemy and all that other stuff. Touch the enemy because they're about to throw Andy Reid for what his son did last year. That trial is coming up, and when they throw him under the bus, they need a coach in waiting. They don't need to be going through all this because it's about to be some stuff to hit the fan. They need somebody that's already in the program to stabilize everything and make sure that they can hit the ground running in September. You can't do that when you. Get rid of if you get rid of the enemy. Andy Reid has to step down because of his family, because his son was on the staff and he killed someone. Where are you going to be at now? Do you think it was a mistake for Andy Reid to let his son be on the sideline for the Super Bowl too for last year? I, I you know, I, I'm not going to get into all that, but what I do know is that the Hunts are one of the smartest families out there. And they for the enemy not to be saying anything, it seems like a fix to me. Like mm-hmm. they told him, they got plans. Just stay. Yeah, they can't. There's no way that what Andy Reid's son can affect him to the point where Andy Reid cannot coach anymore. I just don't see that happening. Will it be embarrassing? Will it be embarrassing for the franchise? Yes. Well, well, Will they well it's not like if, if Andy Reid was driving. Okay, was Andy Reid yeah. there? I mean, that's my point. His that's son his- should get. His son should pay for what he did. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, Dave. We're in the era right now. We just blame. We just blame two presidents for their son's actions. We blame Donald Trump for his son's actions, and we blame Joe Biden for his son's actions. His son's actions do reflect a lot of stuff. And in the NFL, he hired his son. His son was working for the team, and he killed someone. Somebody got to go lay down in front of that sword. Well, I think it's just going to be his son. I think Andy Reid is going to be obviously highly embarrassed. He's high, highly embarrassed by it. I don't see him make losing it easier. that job over it. You know what's going to make it easier? What's that? When the Super Bowl, he can walk away. Now, that's an idea. Mm. Walk away on the time. Yeah. He can walk, walk away. away. He can walk away. The enemy has nothing to do with it. That's not his family. Because I'm telling you, the NFL owners get funny with this man because they don't like family. You know, your family member killed someone. You're right. Well, I know the, you know, I know obviously the Ursays had problems, obviously, with their son, his drug issues. He almost lost that team, right? And he had been suspended. He had been pushed away. What did they find him with in a, in a briefcase with like, $50,000 cash or something like that. Now, he's the owner of an NFL team. Those guys have that. They have access to that kind of cash. But I don't think the NFL wants you transacting things in cash like that. You know, they wanted you to wire your money somewhere or write a check. But, you know. So, Cody, the top seven quarterbacks in the AFC right now? They're all young. I mean, yeah, all of them. Allen. Mahomes, Herbert, yeah, Herbert. Uh, I mean, it, the list goes on. Honestly, Burrow, the young guy, the Jets, Tua, but not Baker Mayfield. Mayfield, Mahomes. So if you don't have one of <laughs> those, jobs, 
Shout out why to Uncle Tayshack. You gonna? Why are you gonna leave? Why are you gonna leave Mahomes to go to any older jobs if you don't have those quarterbacks? Right now, he has Mahomes for nine more years. The only quarterback that's 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 young, right? That has that type of flair to me would be a Justin Fields. That's about as close as you can get. I like Zach Wilson a lot. What's that? I like Zach Wilson a lot. Zach Wilson said, yeah. Hey, thanks, Keith. Yeah, we got Lamar. He's yeah, we got Lamar on there. Um and he said Lamar Jackson. I got Lamar. Yeah, Zach Wilson um, is definitely uh somebody to watch. He out showed for. something. He showed me a little something. And uh in that Tampa game, he showed a whole lot. Yeah, the AFC, the, AFC, the AFC draft and quarterbacks have got some really great guys. And I don't like the word generational because that gets thrown around a lot. But you yeah, remember all them quarterbacks. The, what was that draft and all them quarterbacks, Tony? The 83 draft? Uh, Kelly. The 83 draft and then, then you had the 04 draft. That a bunch of QBs. Yeah, with a bunch. But, but listen. Dude, the one of the biggest moves that happened this week was the head coach of Denver, the offensive coordinator for Green Bay, the one that was keeping the peace with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers got a bunch of young talent in Denver. And they have a they have two good tight ends, they have three good receivers, they have an all pro running back. And they got a decent offensive line. Their defense is a top defense. If Aaron Rodgers go to Denver, he makes that division competitive right away. Yeah, they're going to be competitive in a division that's one of the most uh, uh, competitive in the entire league. You know, that AFC West. If Denver ever got their head out of their butt, you, you know, you can see a situation where you're basically got four teams fighting for three playoff spots. Out of the division, actually, those four teams can actually make the playoffs. They can all they can all make the playoffs, right? Playoffs and and the other the other three division winners are the are the you know six, seven, and eight or whatever. So four teams from one division can make. So and there's three other divisions: division champ, division champ, division champ. Yeah, right. Yeah. So those rednecks conceivably, if they don't cannibalize, here's the issue, Tony: if they don't cannibalize each other, right? And that's they always six games. Huh? They only play six games. Technically, they play eleven games against everyone else. So mm-hmm. if everybody went three and three in the division, mm-hmm. seven and four outside the division, that's ten wins. Ten, eleven wins get you in the playoffs now. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's a shit. I well, think you get. I think that's the number. I think that's the number. You had some good divisions where ten, eleven wins might have got you a wild card. We've seen that many times with the NFC East, where the division yeah, I mean, champ would be your division champ would be twelve and four, eleven and five in the old in the old uh, paradigm, and then you'd see teams miss the playoffs at ten and six. Happened yeah. a lot. Yeah, nine and seven in the NFC East. Now it can win the division, but in the old in the old days, nine and seven, you <laughs> you out. Yeah, you ain't you ain't there. Philly yeah, went nine and eight this year and didn't win no division. It, it, listen, man, you better it, listen. That division, if Aaron Rodgers come, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, to get him out of to get him out of Green Bay, do you have to make the deal to get Devontae Adams to come with him? No, him. no, you don't need him. You won't need him. So you all saw saw the stat that I shared the other day in the chat. Gabriel Davis's first two years has better numbers than Devontae Adams first two years in the league. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, it's that guy is I mean, he's a great wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. And it'd be awesome to have him. But he is slightly interchangeable. You You can go somewhere with a good wide receiving core and have more than just a wide receiver core. Yeah. They got a good wide Matter of fact, their wide receiver court is as good as the one in, in Green Bay. Okay. Tight ends in, and you add the all-pro running back in, they're good. Who, who are you talking about? Denver, yeah. So, and Hamlin? Oh, yeah, they're good, dude. So you like the idea of Aaron Rodgers going to Denver? 
because that's his offensive coordinator. Do they become Super Bowl contenders the minute he gets there? Contenders, but they're a playoff team. Once you're a playoff, playoff team, team. once you're a playoff team, we, we, I mean, everything's after watching the playoffs. Once you're a playoff team, everything, I mean, is all up in the air. Okay. All I'm you can be, ever ask for. It's going. I'm going to be interested to see how that works out. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has said he's going to he's going to sit down, you know, with management, with ownership and talk about the future and everything. I, I would imagine there's going to be a couple of spreadsheets handed out. They're going to explain. Hey, listen, this is where we're at. <laughs> this is funny. Keith Kelly. Hey, what's up, buddy? Aaron Rodgers is going to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Come on, man. Well, ma, he ain't never going no Houston, Come on, man. Houston no. He ain't Houston going to no Houston, man. And Deshaun, I think, is going to Washington. Oh wow, that changes everything. If if, if Washington pulls that off for a quarterback in Washington, if Washington pulls that off, they're going to win the division. Here's the thing: they will win the division. If Washington don't get a quarterback this year, it's over. Well, yeah, for for Ron Rivera, yeah, over for Rivera. And, it, and it's going to take a while for them to recover. As far this as this is that, their biggest offseason. Yeah, they, they, as far as anyone wanting to come here or having any type of attractiveness to the franchise right now to want to come here as a free agent, this is the year you got to. This is the year you got to get the quarterback With because the they got so much change, cap space. Cap space, the name change coming into a new era, in in. The slightest bit of hype that there was from last year that's carried over to now, and all that I think that anyone really thinks we need is just a quarterback. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, we need another wide receiver. Yeah, we would like to have a safety, but a, you know, a better linebacker wouldn't be bad. But those are things that you can fill over time. Our biggest need is a quarterback. You got to draft him. You're gonna have to draft him. You just you drafted our first round linebacker. And he's he's not a, he's, I'm just he's talking an outside, about he's an outside he linebacker. They need a middle linebacker. Yeah, he needs. They need somebody who's on the inside. Who who who, who is, is the best? One of the best middle linebackers out there. Absolutely, but we still need somebody who who is more of a, a plug and play guy. That's not someone who needs to develop. Keith Kelly says the Richmond Red Hogs is going to be the name. That's funny. Keep, keep thinking they moving to Richmond. They would never. They moving to Richmond. They, pat, they nah. already passed up the what was it? The votes that went in back in uh, what was that two weeks ago in Virginia, and yeah. that wasn't anywhere on the ballots or anything like that. And so the next yeah. time, it's on the ballot because this is one of our last shows before they call the names. I mean, yeah, the, la- the, the next time that they can actually apply for it to be on there is twenty twenty three. Right. Names that right. you see. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. We could talk about that. We could talk about what's going on with the WFT. I mean, everybody knows it's uh, February second, twenty twenty two, is going to be the rebrand. That'll be the national national rebrand. Then there's going to be a kind of a pep rally that's going to be at FedEx here in the DC area. That's going to be February. That's going to be on the fourth. Yeah, and in between there, there's going to be a congressional hearing on the activities that went on in the owner's, you know, the owner's emails and the treatment of female employees, that'll be on the third. Yeah. So that's before Congress called a hearing. Yeah, they called a hearing. Here's the thing, Tony, this is a nothing burger. Okay. Nobody is going to be sworn in. It's not sworn testimony. It's not going to be like when Rafael Palmero and Roger Clemens went before Congress. Okay. So, that's uh, funny, Keith. Keith Kelly says one day after Groundhog Day is Red Hog Day. That's good. That that that's good. Uh, Congress right now needs to be worried about other stuff than what's going on with Dan Snyder. The NFL did a report that was not written on the sexual harassment. Nothing's happened. The team is not going to be taken away from Dan Snyder. That's Nothing proven. Yet. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. So anything that's going on right now is just noise. Okay. So I don't, I, I don't give that any credence. Uh, I don't think anything's going on uh, from that standpoint. I just think, unfortunately, it's there to discredit Dan Snyder and make him look bad. And by the way, making Dan Snyder look bad is not that difficult. 
Okay. I just don't think you need to use Congress to do it. That's just, you know, everyone's, a lot of people are claiming it's Bruce Allen behind the scenes making this happen. And look, all of this stuff that went down with the WFT, with the sexual harassment, those things happened many years ago. And then we're just now brought to light with the civil lawsuits or the threats of the civil lawsuits brought by the female employees that had their nude pictures taken. Uh, cheerleaders asked to do nude photo shoots on the calendar shoot. Uh, just some very inappropriate behavior uh, by Dan Snyder and his staff. Fine. A lot of those people have been pushed out of the building, have been fired or just outright released from the program, you know, and guys like Jason Wright have been brought in. There's been a big push in the WFT front office for more diversity, for more women, for more African-Americans. They've got an African-American female running backs coach. They've got Julie Donaldson. What about the DEA drug raid they had? Tony, why are you bringing up old stuff? That was a. You talking about the trainer? The trainer. Yeah. That was a. Person. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know person. what's gonna happen with that. And and frankly, Tony, I think I know what happened. Probably some pills went missing, and that's, that's what's gonna matter. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's again. Nothing is going to happen. This is a nothing burger. Okay. Them the, up from Carolina. He gonna bring that trash up here like that. Well, Ron Rivera has to take some of the heat. These are some of these hires are on his recommendation and part of his package. He probably wouldn't come here unless, hey, listen, I won't take this job unless I'm gonna bring these pe- this particular guy, this guy with me. Okay, most owners are gonna say, all right, they're cool. If they pass muster with our front office you know, protocols, then fine, we don't care, right? Until they screw up. And this is the situation with the trainer. I understand that you don't see this very often. I think the last time something like this happened, a team was investigated was the New Orleans Saints, which brings us to Bounty. The, the, uh, for Bounty Gate, but then it was a drug thing. Uh, there were some issues in the trainer's office or the trainer's room with some uh, Schedule One drugs being missing. Pain meds had gone missing. So uh, the NFL is very, very uh, sensitive to it uh, because anytime there's uh, an abuse of pain meds, Keith Kelly says he was writing prescriptions. So yeah, he took his. That's what I mean, Kate Keith. There were there were pills missing, uh, either pills missing from Redskins uh, Redskins facilities, and they also raided his house. So they raided his house, probably looking for his prescription pad. You know, if he's a doctor and he wrote a script, the the amount of scripts that you write on your pad have to match what comes out of that cabinet. And if that cabinet has too many pills or not enough pills, you have a problem. Now, if he was just writing scripts and just giving them out to Joe Schmo or friends of that, friends of his, and they went and filled those scripts, anytime your prescription pad goes out and you write a script and you take it to this pharmacy or that pharmacy, it's all kept in a database. So it keeps one doctor from writing a million scripts and not getting, hey man, well, what are you doing? So the, Keith brings up a great point. Um, just keeping an eye on the people that work for you and what they're doing. Are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? If Ron Rivera was lax in that, um, it would be bared out by a report, uh, internal report that the WFT would do. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how much a head coach sees of how many scripts his uh, guy is writing. He didn't have anything to do with it. I, I don't and, think that's, a that's a general manager issue. The coach, yeah. the coach doesn't have anything to do with that. The GM does. Yeah. Whether Ron Rivera is GM and name only, it's that's up to Marty and Marty, Marty Herney and uh, Martin Mayhew. That's their problem. You know, yeah. that's what a general manager does, or possibly yeah, not even a team president. Jason Wright wouldn't touch that because Jason Wright doesn't touch anything football related. Mm-hmm. Right. So he doesn't. Yeah, Tony. Jason Wright does not touch anything that touches the field. All he does is anything else at Redskins Park that doesn't have anything to do with football ops, right? So let's talk about the Sean Payton, uh, Richard Herman. Uh, Sean Payton stepping down as uh, Saints head coach. He basically is like a frat boy that ran up a big bar tab and then walked out. The Saints are tapped out on their salary cap. They're 60 million over, okay? Their quarterback, 
is the only quarterback on the roster is Jameis Winston because I don't count uh, Taysom Hill as a quarterback. Jameis Winston is not Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback to me. He's a slash. He's he's the only quarterback that they have under contract. Because I think when do when do NFL contracts end, Cody? They're over in like when are they over? Like right after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, it's after after the Super Bowl. So when the Super Bowl goes triple zeros, Jameis Winston officially is no longer a New Orleans Saint until he re-signs with them. And I'm if sure, that's where he signs. I'm, I'm sure they'll re-sign him to at least a one year. Uh, it's going to be. A, it's not only going to be a one-year deal. It's going to have a good amount of money to it. They're going to have to make it worth his while because they need him. And that's what I was going to say. I do believe he's unrestricted, though. So someone else can offer him, and he can make his pick. Yep. Hey, listen. Would it shock me if the WFT took a shot at him? No. Wouldn't shock me at all. I don't think he's. I mean, I don't think they should kick the can down the road. But I do think that if they don't get one of these, the, the WFT don't want to be caught without a chair when the music stops. They don't want to draw the process out so long. They draw the process out too long, Tony, and they wait on a guy like a Deshaun Watson to get the deal done. If they wait too late, they could decide, hey, we're going to go off in this other direction and go to plan B. You go to plan B too late, then you're saying you're getting your second, third, or fourth cut of quarterback when you could have had a guy like like Cody said right after the Super Bowl. I think they're going I think they're going directly towards the top, the top guys. All in. And I, I believe that that is the mentality right now. I don't believe that it's as spoken, but from what I get of out of these press conferences and stuff that I've heard and read is they're they're going to make a very, very strong push for the top guys and probably all of them and see who good goes. good it'll be exciting no, yeah. that's exciting to me yeah march 16th is going to be a, a a great exciting day for the nfl let me ask you something if they're going to go after Deshaun watson why did they go after him last year i think too much problems he had yeah, too many problems too some cloudiness problems that he got last year and this year well, no they, those women had to offer i think they did speak to those, him and but I those was, the women had not uh the women had not settled yet last year they've right. settled most of those cases tony i think it was 22 women i think 18 or 19 of them have already uh signed to uh there won't be criminal charges yeah there's like four or five that that they took a settlement yeah but either way time in the nfl the the situation is cooled down they've realized more of of the need of a quarterback than what they did last year when they had someone that they just brought in on a one-year deal and a backup they had just signed to a two-year deal. So what they had offered was probably not what they would offer now because of the need that they had for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, they'd break the bank for him. Last year, they wouldn't. They just brought somebody in for one year and just signed a backup to a two-year deal. They weren't going to break the bank for a third QB to bring in. Nope. You know, but at this point, you got a free uh, uh, your your one year deal guys going up out of there. You got one year one year left on your starting quarterback who isn't obviously starting caliber. Now is where you make a decision. I'd send a first, a second, and Deron Payne up out of there tonight and get Deshaun on the plane here tomorrow. Jimmy G. Houston huh? has been Jimmy G. No, Houston has been honestly, and I, I'll say this also, Cody. You're going like to see Sunday why we don't want Jimmy G. I think. Oh, by the way, in the playoffs, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown how many touchdown passes? Anyone? Tony is correct. He's thrown zero in two playoff games. Zero touchdowns. Yeah, that not good, man. He's he's. I, I've never been a fan of the kid. He's limited. He's he's to me. He's a perpetual middle of the pack QB. He'll be mid tier for it. Mm, that was uh, some of those throws he was making was painful. Just watching them. Just, I mean, I'm thinking of the throw. Listen, everyone's still talking about the throw that he missed in the Super Bowl two years ago. Ooh. Okay, that was the game. That was the game winner. I don't know how you do that. Honestly, it winning the Super Bowl. And losing the Super Bowl. Literally. When, when all things are equal, 
Patrick Mahomes made two of the best throws. Jimmy G made two of the worst throws. He sure did, buddy. That was you got to put the football on him. That cat, his guy was open. He wasn't just open, y'all. He was open, open, right? So, so he may be able to get a rematch. He, they got to get past the Rams first. We got. We'll so, make those picks. We got to make those picks tonight. And that's a great. That's a great uh, segue, Tony. Um, got about half of the show left, right? So, let's talk about what our picks are uh, for the last three games of the year. We're going to pick all three. You pick the conference championships, and you pick the Super Bowl. Now, you know, do we want to pick the Super Bowl now? Uh, we, already, we already did our repick, so I'm just letting those Super Bowl picks there ride, and then we'll wait till next week to actually make the pick for who's there. So we're going to make the pick for conference championships, right? Yep. Yep. Let's go NFC first. Put Tony down for the LA Rams. Yep. He's taking that home team. All right. What's the number on the Rams game against uh, the 49ers? Ram, uh, 49ers should be 49ers will not be favored in this game. It should be the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are favored. I believe it is. And I just had these. Four. Well, give me just a second here. Here we go. Um, San Fran is – sorry, I'm in the over-unders. It's actually uh, 3.5 right now. So three and a, Rams Fran, got three and a half. Ram, uh, San Fran is plus 3.5, yep. All right. I think they can cover that. They might be able to cover that. I mean, I know do you think the Rams coming. beat that? Do the Rams beat that number, Tony? Do the Rams uh, cover three and a half? Let me give you a number. You just said Jimmy G has thrown how many touchdowns in the playoffs? Goose egg. Last quarters, the Rams four field goals. They scored that one touchdown when Debo scored early third quarter against Dallas. The rest of that third quarter. Quarter against Dallas, and the entire game against Green Bay, they did absolutely nothing on offense. On offense, Dave, did you go Rams? Unfortunately, I was. I picked Green Bay. Remember? No, no. I mean for uh, for this game. I'm gonna go with the. I'll go with the Rams on this one. Okay. I'll go Rams here. Um, oh, and just it right now. Currently, you're only down by five points. It's 25 oh. 25. So Perfect. me and you got 25 and he's got 20. So he's only down by yeah. five points. Uh, I, I would like to see I would like to see Matt Stafford start a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Super Bowl picks are worth 10 points. So Correct. There if yeah. That guy deserves it. Because we we still going off the original because my Super Bowl pick is still alive. Right. I, I if I make it, I, if my team make it, I get a little extra points, don't I? Yeah, you'll get 15 because it was your original. Right. Yeah. yeah. Rams might not win this week. We may no. not lose in five on this one. I, all the 49ers fans I've heard have said that they own the Rams. So and they've I beat mean, them both times this year. Man, come on. Do you realize the shitstorm it would be if the 49ers I think they beat the them. Bowl? Haven't they beat them the past like six times? Something like that. They oh. say they own them. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I mean, listen, that's an interesting game to me. So, yeah. you know, oh. not just because of the stakes, but, you know, division. You know the what I mean? on that game is 46. I would take the over. Take the under. You're taking the under? Take the under, absolutely. Oh, that's right. That's right, because the 49ers don't score much. Okay. I'm taking the under all day. You're taking the under? Okay. Rams. With minus three point five because I got to win by a touchdown or more, or two field goals or more. I mean, regardless, I got to win by more than that. Um, that's, okay. that's that in that game. Take the Rams on the line. Take yep. the under forty six. And shit, if you're doing money line, I kind of would like to stay away from that game. But betting on the LA Rams on the line ain't gonna do much for you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So does the NFL put the fix in because of the hotels, Tony? Uh, 
Does, does the NFL put the fix in? Mm. Put the kibosh on the Rams. <laughs> what, what I what I explained to everyone is that the NFL and the city of Los Angeles actually are cheering against the Rams. They make no money if the Rams make it to the Super Bowl because of the hotels and food and all that. If the home team is at home, but here's the kicker. The one years or the two years that you want the home team at home is doing COVID because you're going to get less travel. You got less events. You got less everything. So the NFL, I don't know what they did. Some of the luckiest people in the history of the world. The time doing COVID is the time that they may have two home Super Bowl things. So if you're in conspiracy theories, there's a conspiracy theory for you. Okay. Okay. So good point. Joe, good one. Yeah. Joe Burrow made an interesting point. Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals, where he talked about how NFL stadiums weren't quite as loud as what he dealt with in the SEC. Now, I'm sure Joe is he's a funny guy. You know, he's, he's he wasn't being braggadocious. But I, 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 I get this sense that when he steps onto that field at Arrowhead, it's going to be louder than anything he's ever dealt with. OK, just as loud as anything that he would see at Death Valley or at Ole Miss, the swamp. I mean, the SEC is full of legendary stadiums. Right. That's what you know, that's what the SEC is all about. Right. But I just don't think he is going to be ready for the big stage. Um, I think it will show. I think they will be nervous. Uh, I think it fall behind early by as much as 21 points. So you're okay. taking Kansas City. I got to take Kansas City on this one. Joe Burrow, you're my dude. You're my nephew. But I got to step away from you. Cody, what's the over-under on this one? Uh, plus 7.5 for the Bengals. Oh, uh, the Bengals will not cover that. Yeah, the, the over under is uh, fifty four and a half right now. Do you think that we can get the over on this one? I'm taking the over, and I'm taking the Bengals. Because the over would be something like twenty eight to well, you know, thirty to twenty eight or something like that. I know it won't be that close, but you you can see the way the way the numbers work out to get up to that to get up to what fifty? Did you say fifty fifty four? Uh, yeah, 54 and a half. And honestly, both of these teams' def passing defense is horrible. So I think it is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, for that game right there, I'm taking the over of 54 and a half. I'm taking the Bengals at 7.5, and I'm taking the Bengals on the money line. Bengals to cover. Okay. And Bengals outright as well, the money line. Oh, well, damn. Yeah. I'm going okay. right with Joey B. Cody trying to make that Vegas money, buddy. Okay. How about you, TK? Over under. All right. I got um, – Who are you rolling with? Um, you know what, man? Just because I got a lead on y'all and I'm going to get extra points if the Rams win. You tied with me. Yeah, but uh, I, but if I, if the Rams win, I get an extra 15 points. Remember? Original bet. Um, you know I got the Rams this week, but that's just extra money. I got to take Cincinnati just so I can pull the whole thing out. I mean, I wow. I, I just got to take Cincinnati. I, I don't think they're going to win, but you never know, man. I, I would love my to man see Joey Burrow. That's my favorite quarterback in the NFL. I can't go against my man. I would love to see a Cincinnati uh, 49ers rematch. I'm born Super Bowl. <laughs> That would be the third time that those two franchises have met. That would be pretty they played, cool. They played a sorry game the first time. The second one was good. <laughs> the second one was good. But no, no. I mean, hey, some man. similarities to it. Cincinnati had to beat uh, – San Fran had to beat Dallas that year. Yeah. Uh, San Fran had to beat Dallas and the Giants that year. Uh, uh, well, no, San Fran had to beat Dallas and the Giants that year. And Cincinnati had to be mm -hmm. Cincinnati beat Buffalo that year. They, they beat did Buffalo this year. Yeah, yeah, they beat Buffalo that year. And they beat somebody else. Don't forget who else they beat. Yeah, I mean it. it you know, but other than that, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen, so you got NFL, those picks locked in, Cody. 
Yes, sir. We got it down. So you got a chance here if uh, Kansas City wins to tie us, tie back up with us. L.A. matchup. What was that? Kansas City versus L.A. is is the matchup they want. Yeah, that's what Keith said. That game three years ago was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. That was a great game. Yep. I don't know. That Bills, the, that Bills game, that Bills Kansas City game might be one of the best games I've ever seen. That was great. That was the yeah, best was, game because it was for it was when we'll go home. Yep. That game right before Thanksgiving in 2018. Yeah. Man, I ain't never seen no they they were I think the final score was 54 51. Yeah, something like that. And I also I like the color block uniforms, you know, color rush. I like those. Yeah, so, yeah, they was balling that night, dude. Yeah, those those they uniforms were balling were that tight. night. Hey, Tony, you're a big historical guy, man. Today is a anniversary in Redskin Land. They're uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the 1991 uh, Washington uh, Championship team. Second best team in Redskin history. Second best. Yep. Behind yeah. the '83 team. '83. 83. 83 Redskin team against almost any team. There's only the 93 Cowboys, the 85 Niners. No, it'll be 85 Bears. 85 Niners. No, the 84 84 Niners. No, the 85 Bears couldn't have beat Redskins because the 83 Redskins could actually score and they could throw the ball. Well, the, and the the eighty the eighty five the eighty six Bears lost to the Redskins, right? But here's the thing: the eighty four the eighty four Bears. See, when the Bears had that 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 thing, Joe Gibbs and them knew how to block it because they kept an extra guy in, and they could throw the ball. See, that Redskins team, most people don't realize that team could have played in any era because they could run the ball with the best of them. And then they could actually throw the ball with the best of them. That's why the '83 team will never be touched. Mm-hmm. The '83 team, going, did, '83 team didn't win a Super Bowl. Who won the Super Bowl? Joe Theismann, their best quarterback they ever had in their daggone uh, franchise. I thought '83 was the strike year that they lost to uh, the Raiders. '82, they won the Super Bowl in '82. Okay, that's okay. That's what I was thinking. Got it. Got it. That was the Marcus. That was the game of the Marcus Allen uh, when Marcus Allen took that ball and went the opposite direction and went back up the middle, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you like the '83 Redskins better than '91? Uh, yeah, yeah, Art Monk. Yeah, all these guys, John Riggins. Yeah, that's a that's a squad. They man. were plus forty-three in turnover margin. Rick Walker. You see, 83 then, uh, Thyssen was the MV- league MVP that year, wasn't he? Ah, damn, this is a team right here. Dexter Manley, Charles Manley. Right. This- now, here's the interesting Ooh. thing. The 1991 team did not, that defense did not have Dexter Manley on it. Russ Grimm. The what team? Daryl Green. The 91 team, no Dexter Manley. No, no, no. This is uh By the 83 team, he pulling up the. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster from 83. This is a, a stacked squad. Yep. Jeez. You weren't alive yet. They lost two games. Yep. They lost they lost to Dallas first game of the year by one point. Two points. 20 point two points. They lost by, they lost by one point. It was 33 to 31. I just saw the score. It was 31 30. Pull it up. Pull up the, pull up the thing. And they lost 48 47. Near Halloween time, the Green Bay, and mostly missed the field goal at the end of the game. They should have no, been sixteen that. and zero. They should have been sixteen and zero that year. They should've get in the playoffs. They played the Rams with Irk Dickerson, Hall of Fame left tackle Slater. They beat the Rams so bad. They beat the Rams fifty-one to seven. They come the next week, going into the fourth quarter. They were up on the San Francisco 49ers with Joe Montana. They was up 21-0. Joe Montana and them scored three touchdowns. Redskins went down and kicked the field goal to win the game. 
they go to the Super Bowl. But people do not give that team credit because they end up losing to the Raiders. They would have never lost to the Raiders had they not been out drinking the night before. Yep. Well, look look at it this way, Tony. What the one thing the Redskins, the one thing the Redskins can say as a franchise in that '80s into the '90s, those team of the '80s, team of the '90s debates, right? San Francisco always wins out, right? You know, San Francisco always gets the nod. Here's the difference. When the Bears were great, when they were great, they never beat the Redskins to get to a Super Bowl. When the when the 49ers were great and the Redskins were great, the, Red, the 49ers never beat the Redskins to get to a Super Bowl. Couldn't do it. Right? That's one of the things that you can say as a Washington fan. Hey, listen. It's one thing for the Bears to be great or for the 49ers to be great, but they never beat us, <laughs> right? The year after the Bears won their Super Bowl, was that 85? That would have been that would have been 86. They were playing against the Redskins. That was when the Redskins took them out of the playoffs uh, at Soldier Field. Huh? They, they yeah. took them out two years in a row. They beat them in the 86 game. And then they beat him in the famous 87 game, Walter Payton on the side like this. That was the game when Darl Green jumped over and tore his ribs up. Yep. That was that was that was they Walter know, Payton's last what? game. Chicago fans hate Daryl Green for that. They was like, God dang it. Man, he went up that sideline. I said, Oh, he gone. He gone, buddy. <laughs> That's it. That was great. Oh, yeah. so that was it, a great it was, game. And it so, was cold and windy that day. Oh man, Daryl had the hand warmers. Game. You know them hand warmers that go around your waist. Daryl Green had those on. I'm like, oh man, they gonna let Daryl Green return this punt? <laughs> uh, they used to wear the scuba diving gloves back then. Yeah, that's right. The kind of the big black scuba diving gloves. <laughs> that's what they used to wear back then. Yep. Now all of a sudden everybody wear the nice little pretty gloves, but they wore the scuba diving gloves. These guys today, the technology they have, cold technology, is so much better than it was back in the day, right? Them oh, yeah. snow games and all that. If your feet be wet, you know, you know, the inside of your shoes are wet. Man, forget that. It's hard to play like that, by the way. Once your feet and your hands yeah, get wet. That's it's really hard. You it's really difficult hands. to play. You keep, you keep your hands right around your cup area. Yeah. Tucked in there, keep them warm. <laughs> You might yeah, try to put your hands. You put your hands yeah. yeah, you'd be sitting, man. Them big, them, hey, Tony, them big uh, poncho jackets, the cold for cold weather, they got those when you were in college, right? Are those warm or are those just there? They stopped that wind from hitting you because of the, the way they made, but you ain't looking for warmth in there. You're looking for that wind to stop getting in, into you. So, I mean, that's they're really okay. What makes it cold, anyway, is the wind. That's really what, what makes it cold. Well, listen, you playing at Soldier Field, you are going to get the wind on you. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, man. It's when you cold. see Dar Green and them, I mean, man, I miss those games because they had Madden and Summer on calling those games. Man, right. There's nothing like that, man. If you want to see something, go to YouTube, go pull up those games, and go pull up the introduction and how they introduce and everything. And, uh, man, <laughs> Man, if Summer all there would never be nothing like that. I don't hey, care man. what you do. Hey, listen, mm -mm. some of those games in Soldier Field, remember the fall <laughs> game with the oh, Eagles? Yeah. Man, I don't even know what I was watching, Tony. I was literally, you were literally just watching fog, mm -hmm. right? That was a great game, too, man. I felt bad for great. the Eagles on that one. Those I felt bad great. for the Eagles. That would have been a good that is what made football football and the reason why people love it now. I mean, when well, you think about gotta, stuff like uh, that. I got to sign off. Oh, uh, you got to sign well, off? Yeah, you guys can hang out and keep going, yeah. but uh, I, I got to roll. Always a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate right. it, Cody. You got our picks. We'll talk about the thing. You know, yep. the, yeah, biggest player the, close day, it the biggest play of the day is the over in the, in the, uh, in the last game, in the big game. Right. Yeah. The Cincinnati Kansas, Kansas City. Yeah, Cincinnati game. Kansas City. If you got one go bet over. to make, make the over in that game. Yeah. I I, I will guarantee. I can almost guarantee you that's going to hit the over.
All right. Here with TK on the uh, TD report. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate you, buddy. So, Tony, um, we got to get ready for this game, man. And um, what what should I be looking for in that Rams game? How do, how do the Rams win that game? What the Rams got to do is just keep doing what they've been doing on defense. Rams have actually been playing pretty good defense in the playoffs. They dominated sure. – they dominate, dominated a team who beat them, beat the crap out of them earlier. They mm -hmm. dominated uh, Kyler Murray and them. So if they can handle Kyler Murray, they damn sure can handle Jimmy G. Um, okay. They got to make sure that they don't allow this team to be more physical than them and run the ball up and down the field because they want their offense back to get these points up. Okay. I think, I think, I don't think this game is going to be close. Wow. The NFL, we all were spoiled by last weekend. So everybody going to tune in this weekend to think you can get higher than what we got last week. You can't get four mm -hmm. walk-off games. No. Nah. You can't get two walk-off games. That's not going to happen. That'll never happen law, again. Law, law averages, man. I mean, I think it could be two bad, badly game, bad games this weekend. The two bad, two bad championship games. Do you think? Do you want? What's the best Super Bowl matchup we can get? Kansas City. And you would like to see them maybe run back what you saw in 2018. That'd be incredible. Beautiful game. The scoring record. The Super scoring record, whatever it is. Uh, I tend to think that the Super Bowl scoring record is it Dallas Pittsburgh or? We have to look that one up, Tony. I'm surprised you don't know. Well, don't forget, there's a couple of Super Bowls where San Francisco, like when San Francisco blew up uh, uh, San Diego, they beat up the Rams one year, and they put up like 50. So a 52-17. How many points is that? 69. Dallas versus Dallas versus Buffalo, I think, is the highest. The first first Dallas Buffalo. Because when San Francisco scored fifty five, was the record. What did what did San Diego have? I want to say they must have scored like seven. Uh, no, seventeen. It was like seventeen points. That's the case. It might be San Francisco versus uh, San Diego. Yeah, but I don't mm -hmm. ever remember the AFC bang AFC team banging out the NFC team fifty two mm -hmm. to seventeen. Or, I mean, there have been some blowouts, but nothing like, well, wait a minute. The one year that the uh, Raiders beat the, um, I mean, the uh, Buccaneers beat the Raiders. They beat the brakes off the Raiders. They were like 40-something to 20-something. Yeah. yeah, Raiders. Raiders show Those up. are the high-scoring ones. Easily, easily. I think or Washington, the it was Washington-Denver. It's like 42-7, 42-17. That was like 42-10. 42-10, something like that. That's close. But the, the NFC teams put some numbers on the AFC a few years. Yo, quite a few times. Pause on them. Mm -hmm. You say put the pause on them, T. They've been putting pause on because Dallas should have had a 50. Dallas should have had 59 if it wasn't for Leon Lett. Hey, man, let's leave Leon Lett alone, man. Is he a coach now? I think he's a D-line coach. Leon let me down. We ain't mad at Leon, man. It's all good. Man, they, they got the Dallas fans talking about, man. I want to make, uh, I want to make all the current Cowboys my Paul Birds so they can let me down one more time. You funny. <laughs> you know what? At least Dallas had some good news this week. Uh, my sources tell me that Dan Quinn will be back as defensive coordinator next year. The only problem is I don't see anybody hiring Kellen Moore, bruh. So <laughs> y'all don't have the same thing unless Kellen changes his changes his tune, man. Hey fans, leave them cowboys alone. Let them go out with their families around here because you're harassing them fools. <laughs> you talking about he changing his will? Talking about he want Dallas Cowboys on his in his will to beat Paul Burr so they can let me down one more time. That's terrible. Hey Tony, I stop laughing, man. That joint. 
I gotta sign off, man. I gotta get food on the table, man. I made my kid wait a little bit, little bit to get this show off, man. But um, we'll talk, uh, and you know we'll all be watching them championship games. So you know we'll be on the text line. Hey, we may everybody, go up the live. We may go up the live on Sunday to go watch the yeah. game. Hey, man. Appreciate everyone for watching us. Thanks, Keith, uh, and everybody else that supports us here at the TD Report. I am your host, David Combs, with. Tony Kennedy. TD report, baby. TD Report. Gojo Burrow. L.A. Rams. That was my Super Bowl pick. Okay. I'm still we'll alive. You, we'll let him. You're still alive, buddy. I'm still alive, the Rams. All See right, guys. Thanks a lot, Tony. Great show, bud. All right, bro.